This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. This is the one we committed to. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is in the conversation. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? man everything cool, man. Yeah. Out here ready to talk to the people. Yeah. But before we get to the people, we want the people to hit that subscribe button. Uh, let them do that. There's, yeah. That was nice. We here. That was nice. I like how they did that with yeah, Bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Subscribe somebody else's computer if it's like in reach. You know what I'm saying? On another account. Go to the Apple Store. They just all of the the iMacs and MacBooks is open. Go to our shit and subscribe for. That's us. a good idea. I used to do. I used to do <laughs> that shit. It's lazy promo, and it make you feel like you're doing something bigger than. Like when I used to promote um, Comedy on the Hump, mm-hmm. I would go to all of the uh, like to the little Apple stores, go on them little free joints, go straight to the website, plug it up, put it up. You know, all of that shit, hoping that people will uh, come through and discover, oh, wow, look at look at this comedy show on this computer that I can't <laughs> afford. Let me see about this. I used to do that shit. I used to go to Barnes & Nobles, take flyers, and go to the magazine section, throw flyers in the magazines that I felt like the people- <laughs> Your people would be- Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, shit like that. Hey, man, you when, you, when you're passionate about your project- You will you troll. Know you're going to troll. You're going to do whatever you can- to get the word out, especially when you're not shamed. Gotta go all out. You know what I'm saying? Damn. I think you get old to get shameful and shit. Like, ah, I ain't gonna embarrass myself. Yeah. What you say? <laughs> what you say? You know, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna embarrass myself today. <laughs> yeah, that's a damn shame. Because that, I mean, it's just perspective. Right. Yeah, that's, the, that's fucking so, sad. So, yeah, so you gotta go hard, man. You know, it's even like, you know, when you curating your social media, at least I go through it, I curating your social media and shit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit, just post. You know? Yeah. Just, I know it's an old video, I'm going to post it anyway. All right. You know what I'm saying? All right. So it's a little black history for your shit. Yeah. Check me out. Throwback Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I think curate... Uh, is a way to justify thinking too hard. Of course. I'm going to curate this. Yeah, I feel like the curation is off. Yeah, My grid. Yeah, because you want you, you wanted to look a certain way when everybody get down and they're going to yeah. judge you on your look. And, right. so, and it's a certain segment of the social media consciousness that will. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck them, huh? They probably not the ones buying your shit no way. Yeah. Anyway, what up? What's going on? What, what's going on with you? How you been? I've been great, man. Yeah, what you been up to? Man, I've been working and, and um, shooting shit and uh, just shot a series with a life coach, which was interesting. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What was the series about? What they doing? I mean, well, I'm- no, it's, it's basically she she coaches executives on, you know, leadership. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like uh, what she called leadership therapy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was what she was giving us was what she was giving was really snippets of what she really does. So it wasn't a whole lot, but it's still interesting to hear someone break down, you know, business philosophy from an outside point of view. But they're they're talking to 
a person that's actually in business. So that was it was interesting to me. So I was taking notes. And you know, when you shoot and you work on these projects, you learn whatever you shoot and you're gonna be it's gonna be in your head for a while because you gotta edit and then, you know, correct and make sure it's right. So you're gonna watch this shit a thousand times. So, you know, when you got good information, it's always a, a good project to be working on when you got good information in it. So what type of I know you said it was in a whole lot that you saw, but what did what stuck with you? Through the edit, no, I mean, we haven't started. We just shot yesterday. Oh, we right. just shot yesterday. I mean, really, I, I can't really put out what what she was talking just yet. Oh, because that's like what she sells. Yeah, that's what she sells. Okay. But you know, what I'm saying the interesting part was that just hearing somebody do it from that perspective. Because I'm always, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm around a bunch of entrepreneurs who talk their shit. You know what I'm saying? Actually, shit. Tomorrow will be my anniversary of just being out on my own for twelve years. You got a lot of anniversaries, man. Yeah, fuck that shit, man. You <laughs> gotta keep that up with that shit. You I, I didn't say I wasn't sentimental. Oh, okay. I, I, I keep the dates. I might not keep stuff. You know what I'm saying? I said I don't collect stuff, but I know I know when shit be coming up. I know <laughs> when a cycle come around, man. And you gotta celebrate your shit. As far as now, nah, I ain't gotta have no cake. You know what I'm saying? Nobody got to tell me congratulations and shit, but it does mark, okay, shit, I've been doing this 12 years, I ain't dead yet. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't where I want to be yet, but I ain't dead yet either. It marks so, where I started. It marks where you start, and it lets you know they keep going, man. What you what you slowing up for? So that's why I, I understand and I know the dates, and the dates are important to me. And that's just it. Shout out to Tony, Tony, Tony. You know what I'm saying? Black History Month, nigga. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but anyway... It's, it was interesting to hear <clears throat> somebody that analyzes it mm-hmm. from an outside perspective, right? You know, and what like outside perspective meaning they're not precious about what they they're, they're not, not precious about your shit or nobody else's shit. It's like it's like why big companies hire consultants. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They get uh, you know a less biased point of view. Mm-hmm. Like you could rationalize everything. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? When it's your shit, like mm-hmm. you know. Shit, yeah, I had to make that. I had to buy that new computer. Shit, my shit was getting slow. So right. yeah, I had to, you know, then I had to get the biggest one. You know what I'm saying? So spent ten grand on it. Mm. Outside of my like, motherfucker, you could have spent five and did something else. You ain't even need a new computer. That <laughs> shit was good enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where you was it still working? Where you still putting out product? If you would have had that computer for two more months, it would have grossed you another fifteen thousand. Then that would have paid for the computer itself. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Uh. <laughs> but you don't be thinking like that because you be like, right now, that shit came out this week. I'm going to get that bitch. Everybody looking at the computer right now like, <laughs> this shit grossed me 15000 in the last couple months? Yeah, you got a shit. In the beginning, that's how you think. Like, when you first bought that bitch, like, shit, I spent seven on this month. You know what I'm saying? I made I made 12 this month. Shit. Yeah. I'm in business. That's how you feel in the beginning. That's what's going on in video, $7,000 for a computer? I mean, that's how much I spent on mine. Shit. Fuck, that is, that's kind of crazy. Uh, Matt, what you doing for your computer? I guess you got a different type of computer. What you, how much you spend? I mean, I just, I just have a MacBook Pro. Nothing fancy. Yeah. Well, I'm just a basic New Yorker. <laughs> I like how this guy, he's, he's trying to tell you very up. Seven thousand computer. Now, I no, just I mean, that, that wasn't even about up. That was, no, I'm I, fucking. I, with I thought you. that was just a regular ass. No, that's a, lot. a Mac computer. Like you know, what I'm saying you you add the graphics cards and the upgraded the motherfucking speed. 
when you talking about 4K and shit like that, you, you well, shit. You spend money. Well, I'm, I'm, you're doing a lot more work on your computer. I'm not really doing any real work on my computer. That's so. what I'm saying. Nah, you know, I think you, what you, that's what I said in the video realm. Right. That's what they charge it out there because I get a little tight spinning over. I think the last computer I bought was about $1,500 and I was on the fence for a couple well, days about it. If you, if you in video, you ain't spending less than three. Really? That's for sure. $7,000. How long are they typically rocking for? I mean, I've been rocking that month since two, 2013. Yeah. See, I understand why you got you uh, demand more from these computers to, well, to and flip money. If you think about it, a stand, like my, my MacBook Pro is going to cost fifteen to 2000 on its own. If you actually start getting the proper stuff that you need for, any, for anything you're going to do, it's going to start... Adding up quickly. So, so you telling me you bought the mal the malnourished MacBook? You said if you get the stuff that you, well, that you need, you didn't get everything you needed for your computer before you. I mean, I have what I need because I don't really do all that much. But if you want to actually have be like, I'm assuming you got a if you if you get a Mac Pro, not a MacBook, it's gonna add up pretty quickly. So, listen, when I um, first started doing video, right, <clears throat> I had a Mac Pro, a tower. And I was, you know, I was just doing my magazine stuff with it, yeah. which was just pictures and layout shit. And it's not real heavy. And then once I started doing video, and you putting them files in there, and it's labor intensive, and you running them the the programs that that take a lot of memory, that shit killed that computer. Ugh. About four months of that shit, that computer said, you know what, I quit. Like, yeah. This is rap. I had to get something else. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when you start to realize what. All that processing power is for when your ass got to sit there for a six-hour render. Your ass is, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You 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 gonna you gonna get the shit that's gonna get you out of there in two hours. See, Apple must be good at the uh, marketing because I thought the day of expensive ass computers is over. They make it seem like you get your little twenty five hundred dollar MacBook Pro and you could do everything you want to do. They got life. a ten thousand dollar iMac. Just just like, they got an iMac that starts at. Five grand, damn well. Four thousand something dollars. I mean, I, I think if, I think if you max it out, just like the one you can buy, the Mac Pro that you can buy online, it's like thirty grand. Really? I mean, that's it. You're adding extra monitors and right. stuff. On the MacBook? No, no Mac, Pro. Mac, Pro. Mac, Mac Pro. Pro. On the Mac Pro, so, the laptop still. No, no, no. no, no. The desktop. The, the, oh, the, the desktop. Okay. So they have an iMac. That's the iMac Pro that just came out right in the fall. That starts at. Forty five hundred or some shit like that. So what's this doing? The iMac, the Mac. The iMac is the one that's in one thing, just all like in one, one screen. piece. Yeah, right. that's the iMac. The Mac Pro is, you know, what I'm saying separate unit that you had to put monitors. That's the tower. To. Yeah, and then you know the Mac, you know the rest of that shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you could you could you could trick out an iMac all the way. Like I said, now they they got hip to people doing that, so they put out an iMac Pro, where. Like again, it's start at four, but by the time you do do do, you at ten real real quick. Yeah, that's wild. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How so, do you replace your computers? I try to keep them motherfuckers as long as possible. I told you, my laptop I got last year, and then my my the shit I'm working on now I got 2013. I got one in 2011. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So I haven't replaced the big. Desktop in a minute. Right. That's why I was looking at the um the iMac Pro. Uh huh. But I'm like, man, maybe I could get a few more months out of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I could, if I could get to the summer off the one I got, then shit. That's since December. To, you know what I'm saying? That's a six, eight, seven months that you know I ain't had to spend that money. I'm but trying, but but if you spend that money now, will the add processing power allow you to get do more work and make more money in that time? Mm, no. 
not that I know of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you could get it and hope that you get more shit and bigger shit, and maybe it will. Maybe through you know cosmic energy, you you attract more bigger shit. But the case of the the load we have now, the, what I'm working on now does the job pretty good. I see it slowing down a little bit, so you have to be cognizant of, of clearing out the storage and all that good stuff and making sure your cash is uh, cleared. But, you know, again, I feel like if I could drag it out a few more months, then, hey. I feel you. I'm trying to do the same thing with my joint. I want to, <clears throat> trying to hold off to the new, I guess was the new MacBook Pros come out because the right. last crop came out. All they added was that little touch little touch, touch bar. bar, which is a gimmick. <laughs> that wasn't worth the paper. So I'm trying to see if this next one's gonna be a, uh, an improvement. I've been reading though about Apple. Apple is shit is dipping for Apple right now. The um, MacBook Pros aren't doing that well. The the, uh, the iPhones aren't. They like they not selling where they should be. Right. I mean, you know, shit. Everybody already got the shit. Well, it, when you when you sell when you sell a seven, eight, and ten at one time, that's what fucked them up. I it's think. like goddamn. What else? What else you get? There ain't nothing else you got for me, right? So you know they they you know Steve Jobs dead now. So they just doing what they can. Wait, Steve Jobs died? <laughs> oh shit! No wonder. All right, that was like three years ago. Yeah, no, no, no they ain't got nobody to pray for them, man. All they all their spirits is dead. Uh, all their grandma's dead. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. You know. Hey, and, well. But, you know, people say you could go with the PC version and probably come out cheaper, but I don't feel like learning all over again. I feel like when you got a PC, you always putting your shit together. It's like that car that's in the, in the yard. Mm. Everybody I know that had a PC, they always in the midst of another upgrade. Working buy, on some shit. Yeah, buy another Tinkering. video card. Yeah. <laughs> it don't never all the way look complete. Always a project. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's happening with you, man? Man, I'm chilling, dude. Just uh, kicking it. What the fuck is going on, with me? I just I just came back from. I went to the matinee. Went to go see Annihilation. How was it? It was all right. It was all right. It was fun more than anything. Really? It was a little. Uh, the premise was kind of interesting. It, it, towards the end, the resolution was a little like, ah, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Like. Mm. Uh, it was it was a fun movie though. Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, Gina Rodriguez, uh, Jace, Jennifer Jason Lee, Oscar Isaac. It was basically like this whole thing. It's a little disoriented how it even is presented, but you see Natalie Portman. I guess she's like she's being questioned because you know some shit just went down. She's being questioned. She don't even understand what's going on. She just kind of coming to mm-hmm. she's in an office and they're asking her a bunch of questions uh <clears throat> basically she used to be in the army then i think she left the army to go teach spoiler alert nah yeah it's a spoiler <laughs> alert a little bit i'm not gonna give you i'm just gonna give you premise i'm giving you premise right, no this is a little sport uh she's uh she was in the army used to teach while she was in the army she you know she had a uh relationship with her husband who kind of stayed in the army. Long story short, there's this thing going on where uh, the uh, the atmosphere is being taken over by what looks like a shimmer. Like, you know what a, sh- a shimmer is like? You know, like when you blow a bubble, you know how it gets all the light and all of that shit, that little bubble... That bubble itself is like mm-hmm. until it pops. Mm-hmm. That reflection, refractory, that's the shimmer. So it's like shimmer is covering this large mass of land. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, at first people was like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? But then as it started getting bigger and bigger, people started to, you know, go research and step into the shimmer and see what's what. And motherfuckers wasn't returning. So that's where it starts. And it's like, yo, this is what's going on. There's some shit in the shimmer. That's how they always get you. We need to get down to the it. Shimmer. I'm gonna tell you this. Is that how they always get you with the ship with the with the shine? Yeah, the shine is always that oh we were so shiny. Uh-huh. When you say shimmer, all I could think about is like when when I first started going to the club and shit. And yeah. It was like sequence dresses was out. That was like the shit. Like, yeah, and everybody they would always reference it being sh- you know shimmery. Was, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? She came through with the shimmer and all that. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how you get caught up. <laughs> it's a fun word to say. The shimmer <laughs> came through with the shimmer, and it always fit the sequence shit. Because when you walk with the sequence, it always uh-huh. looked like they shaking, uh-huh. like it's like a shimmy shimmer and shit. Uh-huh. Shimmer. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. get caught up in that light. It was interesting. So they go, you know, I'm not gonna give everything away, but it revealed to me. It didn't real reveal to me, but it just it definitely reminded me. I'm adventurous to a point. You know, like if we got to, I give it up to scientists and, you know, uh, soldiers and people that got to go to foreign lands or astronauts that got to go to different planets and go gather information and contend with the unknown. You know what I'm saying? And there's some unknown to contend with. I'm not going to fuck with you, but I mean shit. (laughs) I don't know. I will say this. Uh... They letting that AR off. There's a lot of AR talk man, in this. Uh, this is man, definitely you know, that's the American way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's the American. It definitely looked like America. There's a yeah. scene where Natalie is letting that AR off, and it's the it's the what's the the signature action hero yeah. AR let off. Is it? You know what I mean? And it has to be a moment as as any actor. Obviously, you know. News cycle aside, America has a lot of propaganda, and there is something to be said. You could see it was. It's like a um the money shot, right? For the sake of a better edition, with the with the little hand, with the undulating, the hero shot, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's what it is. That's why. That's why where we at is where we at, and she let it off, and you know, um. I know if Donald Trump had seen that, he'd have ran in the shimmer and saved it, with no saying? gun at all. Because he's that type of brave. <laughs> That's our hero. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you brought that motherfucker up. I mean, I, I can't believe it either. It's just, because typically I don't even like to indulge in the bullshit, but sometimes it... It surfaces on your TV. You just see this motherfucker saying some more bullshit. You like, ah, right, here I this I tuned that motherfucker out, man. Yeah, but I ain't, he ain't got nothing I need to hear. Mm. You know, and if he do have something, y'all to tell me. It'll yeah. pop up somewhere. Yeah. Somebody be outraged about it. So I did that, man. That was cool. Last week after I left the pot, I went to a twenty-four hour jazz club. What was that like? That shit was kind of cool. I mean, I didn't stay twenty-four hours, but. <laughs> It's it's fascinating. Who's the audience? I don't. The, well, the audience flips. Uh-huh. They flipping that audience, but that's one thing there is. I mean, I was there for maybe two and a half hours, uh, so maybe like two sets or something like that. And um, it was never it was never not crowded. There's right. a you know what's cool about it. So it's Smalls, which is legendary. Smalls downtown. Mm-hmm. 
And then they, they have, like, I guess, a sister club called Mezcal, which is right across the street. Mm-hmm. So you pay $20, and you could shuttle from club to club all night, all 24 hours if you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you just kick it. Uh, if you're at the bar, you got to buy a drink. But if you seat it, you could get a drink, at the, you know what I mean? Right. And just enjoy the lineups. And they, you know, they curate the shit. 24 hours, 3 o'clock in the morning. Did somebody you have fun? I did. I enjoyed that shit, man. It was good. I like to, you know, I try to. adventurous. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. Cultural. Not in the shimmer. Not in Culturally. The shimmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the music, I'll explore. <laughs> I'll go all out. But when it comes to the shimmer, I'm a little, ah, <laughs> uh, it's a little bit more scrutiny. But now nah, that shit was cool. It was a good time, man. Um, I wish I remembered some of the names. You know what I mean? So I could report back. There was this one one cat that was on drums that was kind of nice. What, what style of jazz were they playing? I don't even know enough about jazz to know the styles. It just sounded jazzy. Okay, you know what I mean? Like okay, I know brother. I know of it. Do you know your styles of jazz? I mean, I I, I can a little. I don't, talk that don't talk. No, I'm not gonna talk that talk because let's have some jazz talk. No, nah, I mean, you know, I did talk that talk with this jazz. I was actually going through some old footage and shit. Yeah. And um and I came across the, we shot this documentary in Detroit for nineteen the nineteen sixty what record? Great yeah. reporters record. Right. The label never put it out, but um she didn't want to. She didn't want to pay to finish it, so we we never put it out. But I still have all the stuff, and I might do something with it. Yeah. So I was going through the footage, and um, I was talking to this guy, man. He was the host of like the jazz club out there when it was like popping. Right. And and he had all these old tapes of like Miles Davis and and like Donald Byrd when they was all first coming out and stuff. And he talked that jazz talk, and and uh, he was like. Althea Gibson's manager, mm. and uh, the night when <clears throat> is Althea Gibson? She is a she tennis a, player. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, she ain't a jazz, but yeah, she's an athlete. Yeah, right. she's athlete. Right. Okay. So they they would tour around, and um, they were in Black History. Black History. Some, since it's the last day of Black History Month, we're gonna give you some. They were uh, touring around, and they were in New York, and it was Althea's birthday. So Miles was playing downtown. Thing I don't know if it's Vanguard or. One of them, wherever. Uh-huh. So Miles was playing there, so they had her birthday party there. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to tell the story of how Miles was dating this, you know, some white aristocratic woman. Mm-hmm. And and he went outside to uh, take her to a car or bring her in or whatever. <coughs> and that was the night that Miles Davis got beat up by the police and shit. Mm-hmm. And so he told that whole story. It was it was dope. You know what I'm saying? He talked for hours. So he was. It was like. You had to just keep up on your names and you know what I'm saying. So, like it was, it was just an interesting thing. It was so funny because like I hadn't watched that footage in a while, and at the end of the footage, he was just kind of like, "Man, thank you for being interested." Like nobody want to hear the jazz talk. I was like, "Man, that shit was interesting as fuck to me." That's what somebody said to him. When no, he that's what that's what he said to me after we finished the interview. Oh, okay. He was kind of like, you know, just thank you for being interested. Oh, interested. Yeah, I and, just, interesting. And, yeah, okay. and the jazz talk because. You know, he got all that information, and it's like dope information. You just got to take somebody that could disseminate it and, and and pick it apart to make it relevant. Right. Like So, you know, I would do the jazz talk. I wouldn't do it any justice because, mm-hmm. you know, it's cats that really do that talk. Yeah, they know they, they live it. You know what I'm saying? Because, well, that's what I like about it. I respect it because, I mean, 
in New York City, well, in that club on that night, it looked like jazz was thriving, right? right. But, you know, it seems as though, I mean, jazz is having a resurgence, but there was a time where people talk about like it was a lost art or it wasn't right. as, as, you know, as popping yeah. as it once was, right? Yeah, the artists still there and people still, it's a lot of young cats that's practitioners of jazz, like just on some yeah. retro, I'm 20 years old and I'm playing the saxophone. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, um, so you know it's it's still there. It's just the it's not the preeminent culture. See, when jazz was jazz, it was it was the culture. It was the hip hop of what it was. You know, what I'm that was the cool weed smoking right. motherfuckers that was hip and hip and aware and woke. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that was the that was the wave as they was. That was woke hip. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you was, was on it. Yeah, hip is woke. Right. Uh, no, nah, but what I you know what I like about it now, and I mean probably even back then, but it's so gig oriented. You know what I mean? It's just it's one gig after another. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and fucking underground club here, but it it definitely has some parallels to comedy. You like, but what I like about it is it's about that moment. It's right. about that shit. Even how records are made. You know, like it was. You know, if you hear some of the stories behind it, it was like, yeah, you know, the trio was just in town that night. So right. we said, fuck it. We just, we told him, you know what? Record this set right here. Right. And that became the album. And and that's that's how my man was telling me. I, I got to get his name. Uh-huh. I'm going to post it on the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was telling me how, like, when Donald Byrd made his first record. Right. Like, that's how you would come to the club. Yeah. They would announce you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and Donald Byrd. And then you start playing and they recording and that's that's the record. And that's the kickoff. You know what I'm saying? That's the record. It's like, you know, it wasn't all just going to the studio and trying to recreate what it was you was playing live. Mm-hmm. It was record this bitch right here. Right. Right. And it was a lot of, but it was also, from what I understand too, it was a lot of, you needed to study music. Like most jazz cats, they they study from these books of various, you know, musician, Tchaikovsky or whatever, like they know how to play that. Like there's the books. They yeah. know how to play it because that's how you that's how you be able to move around right. and say, I need you to play from the book on this, blah, 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 blah. And you got to read that music. You got to study that shit. Better. Yo, I was shooting behind the scenes. Uh, Soundtrack 63, they just played at the Apollo Saturday. Okay. And we shooting behind the scenes stuff. And they have like a, a mini orchestra, like, you know what I'm saying, a string section, uh, drama, the, the guitarist, but everybody had to read them notes, man. Yeah, he's passing out them notes like it was nineteen fifty. What you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so it ain't just you know it ain't like hip hop where you just put the beat on and shit. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta be reading notes and you know what I'm saying and know the scales and we come we gonna start off in E. Right. Like I was like, yeah, you speaking Latin because yeah. I don't know what you talking about E. I was waiting to see what E sounded like. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't tell you what E, D, F, none of them. I was like, this shit is amazing. Yeah. I remember I was watching uh, Fade to Black, and Pharrell was in the studio with Jay-Z. He was like, you know, one thing I've noticed is you always sound good on major chords when (laughs) when it's in a major key. And and I could could tell Jay was nodding his head, but it was was like, nigga, who? Major what? All right. Play the beat. (laughs) Turn my shit hot. Is it hot? Yeah, but uh, you know, some people read that shit. Some people know it, man. When Shout you, out to the jazz heads. You had to know that, man. Like when you dealing with real music, you had to know it. All right. 
If you're ever looking for something to do in your city at any time in the city, go check out Smalls and Mezcal. It's worth your time. It's good shit to see. And it's probably trippy as fuck to go to like a jazz club at four in the morning. True. You know what I mean? After everything. That was like what it was though back then. You know what I mean? It still is. That's the thing. You go down them steps, that shit ain't really stopped moving. You know? And it's kind of cool. Uh, <clears throat> no doubt. So, I don't know if it's the elephant in the room. I mean, it's just, it's looming though. Uh, it's Ooh. weekend. The Oscar Awards are happening. I'm having yeah. an Oscar Awards, uh, well, my lady is having, hosting an Oscar Awards party. Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know someone that's nominated for yeah, an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and I mean, this is public. I mean, We've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we, we are nominated. You, well, yeah, your people, you're, you're uh, I'm a on the nominated, I'm a nominee, nominated as film. Right. Documentary short film. Uh, let's talk about, let's talk about the Oscars. Let's make some Oscar predictions. Okay. Uh... Right, right. I mean, I'm gonna bring Matt in because Matt's uh, he's he's up on his Oscar. Uh, Matt's a, a movie pass ambassador. Is he's, he? he's been singing the praises of this movie pass uh, Ponzi scheme, and since then he's seen every Oscar award nominated movie except one. Which one is it? I still have to go see. Uh, <clears throat> Ooh. Excuse me. Uh, Call me by your name. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, okay, now. All right. Right. Hopefully yeah. this week. You gonna go check it out? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, my lady saw that. She said it was very sad. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cried and shit. No doubt. Um, so what? I mean, what? What's the movies you thinking? What are you? What, what, what's up on you? Let's what's, look what's at how about before I even introduce the the question. Let me see what the nominees are. I believe Matt, help me find these nominees. Uh, I believe uh, "Call Me by Your Name" is up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, "Shape of Water." Which I didn't see. I have it. I heard it. I didn't hear the best things about it. Uh, Darkest Hour. I hear good things. I didn't see that. Dunkirk. I saw that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is is how I would announce the nominees. D. Lemon's Oscar selection. Phantom Thread. I didn't see that. Uh, three three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I enjoyed that. A lot of people didn't like it. They felt like it was a little too over the top. I like Frances McDormand and that shit. Mm-hmm. She was on some real GI Joe shit. Um, get out. <laughs> no, she was wild and like throwing Molotov cocktails. It was a little. Uh-huh. It became a little over the top, but it was a. Uh, it was fun. I'm gonna let you weigh in in a second. Get out. Mm-hmm. You already know. Come on, back. The post. I didn't see that, but that shit got Tom Hanks, Meryl, uh, uh, Meryl Streep, and Steven Spielberg. So that shit is like the fucking Golden State Warriors. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Just on paper. Right, right, right. Call Me By Your Name. I heard that was good. Again, I didn't see that joint. And Lady Bird, I saw most of that shit, and I liked it a lot. How you see most of a movie? My attention span is not the bad. Like, I got screeners for some of these shit, so I watched Are Lady you a voter? Bird. Not for the Oscars, for the SAG Awards. Oh, right. So they, a lot of that shit kind of overlaps. So oh, I get nice. stuff like that. Yeah, you a voter. Yeah, you know I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is this first time. Let me find out this motherfucker. You're yeah. a nominee. Can we talk? We at the table. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a conversation, man. Can we, you know what I mean? Because um, it probably would be a conflict of interest had I been a well uh, on the on the Academy. No doubt, no but doubt. But then, hey, I think we it's all still conflicted. Have a I think oh, everybody on the board is conflicted. I'm sure everybody on the board knows somebody that makes movies. 
Yeah, but they don't just do a podcast with them on the weekly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's almost like, that'll take you out of jury selection. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, but, yeah, some of these shits, you know, I got I have a, I have the screeners and I'll like, I'll be waiting to watch them. You know, because it starts to feel like homework because there's mm-hmm. a lot of these shits that you want to be in the conversation. Some of right. them are quicker to get to. Obviously, Get Out, you was excited about it. Right. Lady Bird, I had been hearing that was great. But it took me a minute to get to that. When I got to it, I liked it. I started it late, like one night. You know, I be getting home from the club and shit, and um, I'm still a little up, so I just turn some shit on. I'll be watching, it, and then mm-hmm. it ends up watching me. Right. But um, so <clears throat> if I had to pick one out of here, I'm hoping for Get Out. I'm hoping for Get Out. My only thing with Get Out, my only uh, fear for Get Out is it's been so long. No, that ain't got nothing to do with it. Well, listen, I'm just saying my my theory. Right. It's been a little. It's been a while. And like it got its, it got its woo. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't hear many people talking about it no more. I mean, in the in the lexicon, but in the in the voting community, I hope you so. Ha- you have to talk about it. I just be feeling like you know, you know. I guess because it's a black movie, yeah, you always you want that saying? momentum. You, you, yeah, yeah. But you know, using that mixtape. Uh, you know what I mean? I need that shit. To, it needs to. You know, I feel like the hotter it is. The more undeniable it is. If it's allowed to cool off a little right. bit and escape the conversation, it's easy to ignore. Right, right, right. You know what but, I mean? But, you know, listen, that, it, was, it was a breakthrough situation. That shit I was mean, great. It's a, lot of, it's, a, it's a lot of things on the table. You know what I'm saying? It might not, it's not going to win everything. Yeah. Well, I'm so, Issa Rae. Come on. I'm rooting for everybody. But. So, off the rip, I think I would love to see Get Out take it. Uh, again, I saw Dunkirk. I thought that shit was all over the place. Uh, I didn't watch The Shape of Water. Darkest Hour I did hear was good. Three billboards, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but uh, you got a prediction? No, my only concern, like you said, you, you said it's, it's cooled off. My only concern is that Moonlight won last year. That's what I'm saying. And then I didn't want to say that. Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then you got Get Out right behind it this year. Back to back, black. Back to back, to back, black. You know what I'm saying? Is it back to back to back? No, it's back to back. But okay. It was Oscar So White the year before mm-hmm. that. Right. And then Black Panther's all in the news heavy too. Black Panther's real heavy. Right. But I don't think that weighs in on this conversation. But when it the optics of, okay, and the winner for best picture is. Then, you know. You got that moment. Remember last year was La La Land. Well, they got a whole thing. I just saw, I didn't watch I didn't watch the uh, the report, but there's a whole thing about how they've implemented a whole bunch of new technology to where they they won't fuck it up this year. <laughs> I mean, I think I mean, I mean really the whole shit is read the right motherfucking card. That's it. I mean, that's really it. Sound check is the technology. You know what I'm saying? Like shit. Uh, only put one card in the damn deck. Who's your pick for best? For for best film. I know you ain't seeing many of them. Get out. Get out. What the right. fuck is you talking about? Matt, what you got? <laughs> I would love... <clears throat> I'm just really struggling here. Damn, Matt. <laughs> say might it with be the your last chest, time. Matt. Yeah, say, say it with your chest, Don't Matt. say it with your chest when it's congested. <laughs> Man, I I would love to see Get Out win. I think Lady Bird stands a good chance. Um, Phantom Thread seems a little Oscar baity. It's, I mean, it's, uh, what's his name? Daniel Day-Lewis. All right. Um, so, I mean, that was good. Right. It's very much what the Oscars love. Um, Shape of Water. I don't think stands a chance. Dunkirk. I liked, but it's not gonna win. Um, you like Dunkirk? I thought it was a very experiential film. I thought it was it like the constant ticking clock just puts you in, makes you very tense and really puts you into that mindset. I thought it was 
very well made. I thought it was interesting that there was no hero of the film. It was, okay, the goal is England to come together as one one cohesive unit and save these 300,000 men. This is, okay, there's no one hero. You're trying to work together and maintain the war effort, and it really... You're, you're not following one person. It just that's what it puts me it, off. It puts you. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, that, I mean, that's probably why it's nominated for the Oscar. Quite frankly, because it just puts you in the mindset of okay, we're all one. We're all together. This is not just. We're, we're not following one soldier storming a beach. We're not following one person to this war. This is everybody together. See, I looked at it a whole different way. It was like a lot of white guys, and I didn't know if this was the same white guy I saw in the last scene because a lot of them was looking similar. And I guess since there was no singular role to it. I'm like, is this the same motherfucker from the last one? And then year? you didn't feel like one, D? No, I didn't feel like one. I felt, I get, you know. You feel like one plus other. I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> now, what's going on? Now, what happened here? Now, he fell out of step. Is he dead? Oh, he's dead. Oh, is that what's going on now? It was, it is, the shit felt like it was all over the place for the whole thing. Eh. Once again, I, I also like, I, it's a story that hasn't really been told and actually got told twice in, in uh so Darkest Hour is about the same story from the other side of England. Mm. It's Cha. That that's Winston Churchill that's, during his experience. That's that. Gary Oldham, right? Yeah, and I, I don't think that like I don't think that has a chance of winning Best Oscar or Best Picture. But I think Gary Oldham has a very good chance at the Oscar. I heard this year. he killed it. Oh, I mean, it, I compare that to kind of uh, uh, Jamie Fox and Ray. It's like you just channels a character, channels a guy. It just, really? It just you forget he is the you. He does such a good performance. It's either him or Daniel Day Lewis because Daniel Day Lewis always has a chance. But I. I personally think. Now, who's Gary Oldham playing? He plays Winston Churchill. Who plays Churchill? And you were familiar. You felt like he killed the Churchill. Were you? What was your Churchill references? You said it was like a Jamie Foxx Ray thing. So, like, we've heard a little bit of Ray. Where were you watching Winston Churchill speeches? What's your What's your uh, familiarity with Churchill? I mean, he's the most most biographied person of all time, basically. Bird, bird. I guess um, you know that. I see. The thing is, I'm I'm. I'm real black, right? Uh-huh. But I know oh, Winston Churchill like a motherfucker. I know the name. <laughs> no, Churchill. I, I know his quotes and shit. I don't I don't know him by heart, but anytime I see a quote, a lot of, a lot of times where I see a quote and I, I it fucking resonates and shit and I read the fuck who it was, it was Winston Churchill. A lot of them shits. I Winston mean, Churchill had a lot of struggle. Even though he was in a high position, he was still fucking struggling and going through highs and lows and shit. He was respected, but then he was broke at one point. Then he came back. You know what I'm saying? He, he went through some shit. Now, I don't know his story like that, but you, I, I do know that. What's your favorite Churchill quote? Hey, listen, man. I told you I ain't going to know him by heart. I just know when I see one, and then I read, I'm like, I like that. Then it'd be like, I mean, Church, Churchill. Churchill was famous for his insults. Well, give me a Churchill insult. I mean, it was the kind of thing like uh, a woman at one point, I, I'm going to misquote it, but it's like a woman, a woman said to him like, oh, if you, uh, it, Winston, sir Winston, if you were my husband, I'd poison you. He responds, lady... If you if you were my wife, I'd drink it. <laughs> oh, clap back! <laughs> See, or, or or the or the other classic one. that I'm paraphrasing. Uh, he's drunk at a party as he was prone to being, uh-huh. and he and he just says, "Lady, whoever you're, uh, you're ugly, Sir Winston. You're drunk. Yes, but the difference being, in the morning I'll be sober." <laughs> <laughs> you, he was sa- he was savage. He was a shit talker. <laughs> he was shit talker ass drunk. I would I would employ you if you on the grind and the hustle and you feeling like you know what I'm saying the world is against you and some shit. Go look up some Winston Churchill quotes. He got some good shit for you. Some slick talk. He, I mean, not even just slick. That's like the slick shit. But he got some shit. Just some real life ass, you know, real life quotes. You know who else is good for that? Ben Franklin. 
I don't, I don't know too many. Ben Franklin years. got some mean quotes too. Ben, yeah. ben Franklin, Oscar Wilde, Mark yeah, Twain. Yeah, Look at all these guys. Stuff. Mark Twain, fuck Mark Twain, but yeah, he cool. He he got some good quotes. Trick yeah, daddy, yeah, yeah. trick daddy dollars. Trick daddy you know what I'm saying? Rock him a lot of God. Uh, Cameron has some really uh, Nasir Jones. Wow, slick shit to say. Uh, all right, let's get into. Uh, we really in earnest doing this. Let's get into uh, <laughs> yeah. D. Lemon's Oscar choices. I'm like the <laughs> only motherfucker. I nah, just, but if you're right. passionate about it, I'm passionate about it, my nigga. Uh, I'm with something you. to talk about. All right, I'm best picture. You. We did that. Director. Again. Director Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. Jordan Peele. Uh, Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk, Jordan Peele, Get Out. Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water. You got Jordan Peele. Of course. I'm rooting for Jordan Peele. I got a feeling. I got a feeling Greta Gerwig's going to win that. What are you thinking? I'm thinking Christopher Nolan possibly for Dunkirk just because it is such an unconventional story that it's a harder one to tell. So he did it so well. I I think Nolan. Going Nolan? All right. I went to the studio where they filmed Dunkirk. There's a huge water tank. Warner Brothers there's a huge water tank where they did most of that shit. It's kind of crazy to see that shit, like to see how they transformed what you see is the big ass water, big ass aquarium mm-hmm. into this epic film. It's let crazy. me let me um ask you this, right? Go ahead. Because <clears throat> when I was talking to Christopher Lambert, right, mm-hmm. it's like I thought that, you was about to say Christopher Nolan. I was going to no. say this motherfucker. Nah, Christopher Lambert, comedian. Yeah. He's been. I wanted show. to have him on here because he would be he would be all in. He's that's, that's, a what, lot I, of this that's shit. what I'm about to say. It's like he was talking about how, as a comedian, you know, he he gigs at night, and in between he'll go to the movies. Right. Um, as you know, saying living that type of culture. Right. Do you tend to watch more movies? Because I don't watch movies like that. I find myself doing that. I think it's a couple different things that add to that. One, I think when you're a comedian, right. You know what I mean? Or if you want to go highfalutin, say an artist or something like that, you you oftentimes try to find some, like inspiration. Mm-hmm. So you going you doing seeing movies and shit like that. Also, when you're a comic, like last week, basically the reason I went to that jazz club is I didn't have a spot till eleven fifteen. I had a three hour window open of loitering. You know what I mean? You do a lot of loitering when you're waiting on <laughs> shit. It is, it's not too many places in America or, you know what I mean, in New York City we can loiter for free besides the library, which closed around 6. Right. Barnes and Nobles, maybe. Close at 9. You know what I mean? Jazz Club. You know, you pay that cover art and you, I mean, that cover price and you just, you loiter with some pride. <laughs> so you find yourself just <laughs> trying to fill a lot of time and then also... I mean, I don't, I can't speak for just Khabib, but I just know the lifestyle, it lends itself to a lot of killing time. No, that, you know makes, that makes, I mean, that's pretty much what he was saying. And, and I don't, like, as a, what I do, I don't really have those types right. of problems. I'm surprised you don't have that because I would think, because I know with comics, right? Because mm-hmm. I always look, I look, I know I call you a professional storyteller, but you know, you're an Academy Award nominated cinematographer, right? So. <laughs> Not, I mean, we gotta yeah, be honest, go ahead, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I know a lot of comedians, right? When they sitting there killing time, it's always they always recounting what they saw, what were they impressed by just recently? Yo, you ain't seen such and such. Oh, you gotta see it. And the story goes around, and there's a motherfucker at the table like, oh, I ain't see that shit. Right. I'm seeing that shit tonight. 
You know what I mean? So yeah. I would figure like cinematographers, they mean they I don't know if you hang around with them, but like they be like the shots and uh Oh, most definitely when you're around cinematographers, but I'm not a cinematographer. Right. You understand? Like that would be disrespectful to the to their art, because I don't study the science and art of cinematography. I know how to shoot a good a good looking image. Right. I know how to put together a total story. Right. You know what I'm saying? But as like a I'm not like a film school cinematographer who right. really studied the craft and that's what I want to do with myself. Mm-hmm. I use it as a tool. It's one tool in my toolbox on my little tool belt. So, yes, when you're around cinematographers, they talk that shit. That's how I even got hip to Moonlight before, before right. it dropped because I was with Sean P. And he was telling me, yo, you know what I'm saying, this dude from Miami shot this film. That's, you know what I'm saying, that's the shit. I just saw it in Toronto, you know. So... That's what made me go see Moonlight. But I'm not generally around those guys day to day. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm kid, I don't have like, if I have a window of time, then that shit is in some studio doing an edit. Right. Or picking up my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? So my t- spending the time is a little differently. It, it, I don't have those large swaths. So I got three hours where I'm. Well, I'm gonna just go watch this movie unless I just take three hours to go watch a movie. Right. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. So, where do you where do you summon like the inspiration or what gets you motivated to create? Like, what do you what do you um, channel? I I go to the bookstore every Sunday. Right. You know what I'm saying? Barnes and Nobles, and I walk the aisles. I pick up whatever jumps out. I go to the table with a stack of shit, and I just go through it. You know what I'm saying? I just flip the pages, and then if I see something, I stop. I take a note on it, keep flipping, see something else. If something really stopped me where I had to read the whole article like I did with the uh, Donald Glover Esquire article, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, then I do that. Mm-hmm. Like He was saying a lot of good shit. I fucks with him mm-hmm. as a as an artist and, and the space that he's in right now and how he's actually claiming that shit mm-hmm. and, and just doing his shit on his terms. Mm-hmm. I fucks with that. So I do that every Sunday just to jumpstart my week. But- in real life, when I'm shooting, I'm drawing it from whatever I'm shooting. So for me, um, my preparation is, you know, all of these little things that I do, like the bookstore and all that, just feed myself with information. But I I get to to the set or whatever I'm shooting, and then I just soak that shit up. Mm. So I draw it all from, where, from right there where it's at. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times... I get shoots. I don't really know the setup or 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 what exactly all is going to happen because it's like documentary style most of it. So you had to just get there. I've learned. I've trained myself to get there and just start open my mind and just let it all fall in and then start sorting it out. You know. So I draw my inspiration a lot from what I'm doing at that moment and who I'm doing it with, and then um, you know. Yeah. And then other than that, it's just I'll go for a fucking walk mm. and walk for blocks. It's New York. Mm-hmm. You walk for blocks and then shit just happens. You run into some shit, it'd be your whole next move. Right. You know what I'm saying? I done, I done got frustrated at the computer, got up for a walk, ran into somebody and ended up in a whole nother contract with a whole nother situation. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I just walked out. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, you, you know Tina. Yeah, you told me the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I walked out the house and ran into Tina. She she was a big wig at Citibank, and they needed some shit. You ended up doing some big-ass shit just from taking a walk. Just from being in the street. You know what I'm saying? So 
I, I take walks. Mm-hmm. I look. I watch the world. I watch what's happening. I see what the kids doing. I see what whoever. The, you know what I'm saying? I just watch. Mm-hmm. Mm. Were you watching so many movies before you got Movie Pass? No, I wasn't. Yeah. It makes it so much. I love Movie Pass right now. Yeah. What is Movie Pass? Ten dollars a month. I can see a movie every day in theaters. So it's like Netflix for movies. I mean, I think it was. I think I think it was by one of the founders of Netflix. Uh, so, I mean, so it is Netflix for movies. So if you're going to see one movie a month in New York City, that's going to be fifteen to eighteen dollars. Yeah. Right. And how many do you get to see with this? Every you can day. see one every day. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. I might so I've, just get that on GP. Yeah. And like you, I mean, you can't go see. You can't do IMAX. You can't do 3D. And you you can't order ahead of time. But for the most part, why the fuck not? That's dope. Yeah, it's a good look. It's people have been doing. It. A couple people have been doing it. I don't see that many movies, by the way. I see enough. You but sound I don't, informed, man. I watch. I don't go to the theater that much because I do. When I go to the theater, like I've you, know, you ever heard on the mic, I go to the theater more times than not. I'm going to fall asleep. You know what I mean? Like, especially because if I go to theater, I'm going to really full out spend money. I go all in. I'm getting the reclining seat. And as soon as I, as soon as I sit in that reclining ass chair and I, I hit that button and, and the shit go back, I already know I fucked up. That, that, I'm gone. That, that's my girlfriend. Yeah. It's like we, we got movie pass together and... I'm watching all my motherfucking $15, $17 Man. worth. I'm watching that whole... I only fell asleep in a movie one time. Yeah? That shit was... Um, What's the name? Don't be a menace in the hood. Uh, I was like, this shit here crazy. That was the only time I went to sleep in the movie. Shit, I done fell asleep in two movies this year. And it don't always be about the movie. It's just what it is. Just your, your lifestyle. It's just how it is. Yeah, just running around. So sometimes it's really just, I got a couple hours. Let me go ahead. And then I also got a couple like like vouchers where I can go see a movie for free. Side. No, no, nah, for my lady, she it was a gift, so she gave me some your, joints to Your wear. lady watch a lot of movies? Not a lot. Or at the crib, at home, but not to yeah. the theater as often. We go to theater every so often. If it's a like if it's a moment, you know, I think the theater going to the theater might be. I don't want to say coming back, but there's been good movies as of late. You know what I mean? Last couple of years, I feel like two years ago, TV was on such a kick that it was like, well, I go is. anywhere. It still is. No, TV's stupid, but like now the movies are catching up. To- yeah, they're they trying to keep up. And then um, there's a whole thing where the, the movie operators uh, organization are calling for more more diverse films. You yeah, know? So, so not just black, but like women. Like they say Wonder Woman did well for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course, Black Panther's doing well for them. Right. It's like, you bring us more shit that's going to bring some newness and excitement to the theater and where people want to come and- Lead a money in this motherfucker, right? You know what I'm saying? Because you know, with the Panther, you know, I experienced wanting to leave my money there. All yeah. right, let's go get some. We gonna we gonna need some popcorn. I've seen that shit three times. You know what I'm saying? You seen three times already? Yeah, we the first the when the first week came two times. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, my wife bought tickets, and then I got I, I took the boys, and then my wife bought tickets for the Friday. Mm-hmm. So we went again to see it on that Friday. And then Saturday, my wife was out of town with my son visiting colleges. Mm-hmm. And my other son was like, hey, let's go see Pac Panther. <laughs> it's the thing to do. And I'm like, who am I to deny? Fuck it. And it's easier this time. Is it not sold out all the time? You could go pop up? I'm not, I mean, oh, yeah, I, I, I did the Fandango. You know what I'm saying? I don't never pop up. Like, no, I mean, not the pop, but I mean, like, day of. Yeah, it's day of now. You still you get you day see, of yeah, you now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but uh, I don't never pop up. Like, I yeah. was. I was I, 
Every time I go to the movies, I'm like, who the fuck is still standing in the line to buy the ticket, man? Like, um, every time I walk past them and go straight in. Movie pass. Them motherfuckers ain't have no movie pass. <laughs> I can't even use the voucher without, I got to walk up. Typically, yeah, I don't, I'll, I'll honestly, I'll prefer to buy my ticket at the movie theater just to save that little that service charge. I'll research it on the Fandango, say, mm-hmm. I right, bet. So there's some seats available. I'm 15 minutes away. I don't think all them seats are going to be gone by the time I get there. I'll go there and cop them there. It don't make It's not the biggest thing. I, I just, you know what I'm saying? I, New York, first you got to find a park. There's too much other variables and shit that one less thing to worry about for me is, is okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something about, uh, you made another point about movies that I, oh, fuck, I can't remember. Hey, so you know, so that was that. We we saw it again and shit. Oh, you say you seen it three times? See, I, that, I saw yeah. it in three D. Three D wasn't as, wasn't that good. Three D is a hustle. That movie, yeah, that shit. Most of these movies good. aren't made for three D, so that's a fucking money grab. That, the 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 Marvel uh, slate looked doper than the whole movie because that was 3D. made for three D. Like this shit, some bullshit. I could have watched, watched the regular shit. The 3D aggravates me because I don't wear glasses, so typically, like the 3D glasses, kind of I want want to want to take them shits off, and then it's blurry as fuck. Right. So I, I'm not even tied into the 3D shit. Yeah. I tell you this though, I would see Black Panther again. That's funny because I guess it's on a short list. I've never been one of those people. As I'm getting older, maybe more now, but as a kid, I was never one of those people that would watch movies again and again and again. Like I got friends. That watch certain movies 10, 15 times. They get around, they know all the lines, they know the references and shit like that. Yeah, they, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not it's not me. Okay. It's only that for a few, maybe at most ten movies. Right. But but see, when we was growing up, I'm a little older than you. Yeah. When we was growing up and it was cable, cable had just came out. You were rerun movies? It was only certain movies that catered to, you know what I'm saying, a young, you know what I'm saying, a young, and then you black. Right. So there's only a few movies that 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 you could watch that was you know what I'm saying, that was not boring. You know what I'm saying? Like right. like say on a given week in, in cable in the seventies, it was like The Rose with Dolly Parton and Nine to Five. Right. With, you know, I actually like Nine to Five. I, yeah. I watched that shit a few times. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I fuck with Dolly Parton. Shout out yeah, to Dolly. You know what I'm saying? But the Rose, I mean that shit was whatever. Urban Cowboy. Like a bunch of right. you know what I'm saying, movies that, that had that did not connect with you in any kind of way. Right. But they was just on cable. Uh-huh. But then something like The Breakfast Club or Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. Which is Forrest Ritiker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit came out. That was like, oh shit, that was dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was like, we're gonna watch that shit over and over and fucking over. Right. And then, you know, the 90s came and then it was more shit that was really catered towards you as far as, far as me. Right. So you had Boys and then Menace. Like, Menace is something that we watched. If that shit was on, we was gonna watch it. That's on the list. And that's one of those things. If it's on, that's one thing. I'm talking about people like seeking it out. Like, and I'm even one of these people that would buy, like, I was one when DVDs were hot. Mm-hmm. If I liked the movie a lot, I would buy the DVD right. just to have the movie if I ever wanted to watch it again. But more times out of not, I would never watch that shit. There's a bunch of DVDs of movies that I thought were fucking great. Mm-hmm. And them shit, I could tell you, like, I could tell you five or seven. I remember Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I thought that shit was amazing. I'm going to buy that. Uh, the Matrix. I'm going to buy that. Kill Bills. I'm going to buy that. Uh... Right. A bunch of these fucking movies. All of the movies you just said, 
they, the deception across the top, I've watched multiple times, but I never sought them out to watch them. It's just that's what I'm saying. If oh, it's on, or if it just pops up on the Netflix, oh yeah, yeah it's on that. Hit that Kill Bill one more again, and then I. But even as yeah. much as much as I watch Kill Bill, I probably watched Kill Bill three, four times. Right, right. I don't know which one is Kill Bill two and which one is Kill Bill. I don't even remember the plot of Kill Bill one or two. All I remember is. She had some Asics on, <laughs> oh, man, and she was a mean motherfucker. She was killing shit, but uh, like I'm just, I forget movies just as fast as I've seen them shits. <laughs> I know I've seen it, but it, when people are talking about the deep plot points and then, oh, remember the part when he did this? Da, 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 right. I'm blanking. No, I don't remember that. It's almost like I didn't see it. They be like, because when people, when you talk about a movie that somebody see that they like. Mm-hmm. People get excited about that shit. Oh, you saw that shit too? That shit was crazy. Remember the part where the motherfucker came through? And he came down the steps. And he was kicking everybody. He pulled out the gun. Remember that shit? You, I was, ah, nah, fam. Ah, <laughs> nigga, come oh, on. Hey, motherfucker hit me with that shit the other day. About yeah, what? Backs. One, 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 one movie. He was trying to reference something about uh, somebody with a camera. Right. And uh, I forget which movie he said. He's like, yeah, you you remember in, in such such movie? I was like, man, I don't know what the fuck you talking about, man. Nah. But I can remember, I'll remember music like that. I could listen to albums over and over and over and over again. But movies was never really, wasn't that thing. I could watch TV shows, certain TV shows, over more often than I can do movies. Right. Certain movies, though. Goodfellas comes on. I'm going to watch, watch I'm going to watch the shit. I pay the full, come on. Gonna I'm going to watch that. Do the right thing. I'm going to watch that. Uh, I've seen Scarface a number of times. Right. right. <laughs> it comes on, I'm going to check. No matter at what point it is, I could, I'm still pulled in. It could be 20 minutes left of the film. I'm pulled in like it's the first scene. You know what I mean? No, you know what? It's two movies that I watched that I sought out that, you know what I'm saying, it's strange, but I just like, I like them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, because I got kids, you know, you be watching all kind of kids shit. So it's a long, it's a long, it's a, like a, a large swath of time where only movies I seen was kids shit. Now I'm glad my, my kids are older now so you can watch different variety. But for a, a long time, we going to the movies, it was to see some kids shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Kung Fu Panda, yeah. I could watch a few, you know what I'm saying? I could watch Kung Fu Panda and I could watch The Incredibles. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm actually excited about The Incredibles too. They just coming out with the Incredibles yeah, too. Yeah, that's shit. Yeah, damn. That's like Avatar too. Hey, how old is the Incredibles one? Is that oh, 01? oh, that's like nah. That's like oh five. Okay, it's been a minute. Oh four, oh five. Because I remember my son's fifth birthday party was Incredible theme. Who you gonna see it with? Huh? Who you gonna see Incredibles two with? My kids and my wife. Oh, they gonna do it with you? They gonna go out and humor they, you? They probably gonna want to see this shit more than me. You think your son want to see Incredibles two? Yeah. You think so? His, Which one? Oh, his old ass. I bet he want to see Incredibles really? too. Right, There's a lot of grown motherfuckers want to see Incredibles okay. too. Matt, you go. That's a movie pass. I'll see it when it comes out. It's a lot. I bet it's a lot of motherfuckers want to see Incredibles. Let us too. know if you go and watch Incredibles too. Let us know if you're excited about that it in the comments. Good. That shit was a good movie, man. P- plenty of people fuck with Disney Pixar. I, I think. I, oh man, Pixar is good. Pixar is poignant as fuck. Pixar can get away with so much because. It's it's cartoon or whatever they call it, and it's just so. Not only is it cartoon, but it's just so like fleshed out and well thought out and and well put together. It'll pull you in, but um, there's good stories. Man. Which one was Incredibles about? I remember who's in Incredibles. I don't know who their Mr. family Mr. of Incredible. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, what's the story? What's the plot on that? They superheroes that that uh in the era of superheroes, they was the shit. Uh-huh. And then what happened, like the, the tide started changing and um people's uh views towards superheroes started changing because the world was safe. Mm-hmm. They didn't value superheroes as much. Mm-hmm. And then um Mr. Mr. Incredible did something to save somebody that was trying to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And then he sued the government mm-hmm. because he was we wanted to die. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what I'm saying? They were like, we're gonna shut down the supers uh mm-hmm. program and mm-hmm. put you all in regular society. Mm-hmm. And and then they had to live as regular motherfuckers. That's cool. And then Mr. Incredible would hang out with his other superhero friend, which was Samuel L. Jackson, Frozone. Uh-huh. And they would do superhero shit on. He the, looked like on, a elf, right? Nah, he looked like a lanky. He he he. Yeah, he made and, ice. It, he made yeah, ice. Yeah, did he have red and white on or something? No, like blue and white. Frozen okay. was blue and white. All right, God. Yeah, man, get, getting yeah. confused with some shit. I told you. Nah, but but you know they would hang out and do superhero shit on the sly, like you know save somebody mm-hmm. from a fire building or somebody getting robbed there. You know what I'm saying? They'd jump in and save them just to get their superhero shit off. Mm-hmm. But then uh, you know. So he had a, a nemesis that was trying to troll him into getting, you know what I'm saying? He been like this kid who wanted to be a superhero but wasn't. Mm-hmm. Was killing off all the superheroes that dissed him. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he was looking up. He had became a rich motherfucker, had his own island and all this shit, and he drew Mr. Incredible out there. And, you know, that's, so the plot was he was going to kill him out there. And, and he didn't kill him. Though. He had to get up out there. Yeah, okay. So then his wife came, saved him. You know what I'm saying? All that shit like that. Crazy shit. I've seen the movie, but I just I you say you forget him as fast as you see yeah, him. Yeah, so none good. of that shit. Um, so you know the the, the superhero shit and uh, you know just the animation and all that is pretty exciting to me. So I'm I'm ready to see it. But you know, as far as you know anything else, you know, as superhero wise, is probably about that time to transform because I'm. Oh, <laughs> I'm rambling now. That was, a, that was a smooth transition, though. Young transition man. <laughs> Transform and roll out. Tell the people where you gonna be. Oh man, this weekend I'm going. I'm going to the Oscars. I'm going to L.A. Rather. Wait, wait. wait. I'm going to L.A. Rather to to be in the Oscars mix. I won't be in the building as of today. Yeah, I'm still working my hand, ah, but I, I, you know, what I'm saying if I if I I'm gonna have my tux on deck. But right. you know what I'm saying? I'm not in the building as of yet, but I am going out to LA um this weekend, probably a couple of days next week. You gonna be back? Or? Uh, I'm not Ooh. sure yet. Uh-oh. I'm not sure yet. Depending on how these meetings shape up. I know I know by I know by Thursday. All right. Um and then but I'm gonna make a pit stop before I go to LA, going to Charlotte. Saturday for CIAA. Okay. We, uh, oh, it's that time of year, huh? We, it's usually earlier. It's like in February, but it's in I March. It's typically in March. It's usually February. Uh. But going to CIAA, uh, doing a Chorus Light uh, situation, a, video, a little docu-style video with Chorus Light. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to jet the hell out and go to LA. That's what's up. Word. Good luck with that shit, man. I hope it... Uh, Hope we come back with the Me with the too. Joint. I mean, look. Shout out to Lord Checkaway who's, Shout out to who's Lord joint Checkaway. it really is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I was on the team and I was happy to be on the team. That's Support dope. your friends. That's you never know where they might take you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where am I at? I'm going to be, I'm at Stand Up New York uh, Thursday night on the 8 o'clock show. Check that out. 
I'm also at Stand Up New York on Monday the 5th, uh, Stand Up New York on Thursday the 8th. I'm around. I'm at Stand Up New York quite a bit. But also, I'm in Albany Funny Bone from the 15th to the 18th. That's coming up real soon. I'm also at Acme Comedy Club from the 20th to the 24th. Come through to that. And then uh, I'm at the Funny Bone in Hartford uh, the 28th through the 31st. So get your tickets to all of those now. And until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. It all is to be in the conversation, conversation.